Welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all. This is the place where we talk real and we live Jesus. Welcome to today's podcast. I am your host, Chad Nall, and today I have with us on the show Brian Foster. Brian is a ministry partner of mine, and we've been working together for many years now, and uh, he's a trusted source when it comes to music ministry. And so today, as we begin our conversation, uh, I want to, first of all, I want to say welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you, Pastor. Good to be here today. Good, good. So we're going to start, we're going to jump right into this thing today. Remember what we're, hey, our tag is that we are going to talk real and live Jesus. So we're going to talk real today about minist- uh, about music ministry. And so Brother Brian has a lot of experience, many years of experience in music ministry. And so Brian, today I'd like to frame our conversation around this particular question, and that is, are choirs relevant in today's church? You know, in this postmodern movement, in this contemporary society that we live in, so many churches have moved away from the choir aspect and moved into more praise bands and praise teams, worship teams and those kind of things. And so are are choirs still relevant in today's church, Brian? Well, Pastor, I, I can tell you this. I still believe that they are. Um, you know, back when I was growing up, being in the choir was to be all to end all within a church setting. Um, everything in, in in the worship service evolved around the choir and what they sang and how they presented the music. Uh, I, I, it was something very special to be included in the choir. But just like you said, nowadays, and, and the trend has been that churches have gotten away from that. Uh, and I think it's a shame. Uh, because the choir can add so much to a worship setting. Amen. Uh, and they can really, there's a phrase I heard years ago on television that I've used throughout my ministry. The choir sets the table so the Holy Spirit can serve. And I believe that is still as prevalent today as it has been at any other time. Uh, the, the choir is still, in my estimation, a very important part of the, not only the worship of, of the church, but the ministry of the church. Because you have so many people who may not know where to fit in uh, within when they come into a church body. A choir can be a very viable source for them to plug into and, and to really get involved with. Uh, so it, the choir can serve many facets other than than just setting the tone for a worship service. Oh, I totally agree. I think it's, it's one place where corporately you can be a part of something that's, that is uh, so integral to the ministry of the church. Um, I think it's, uh, it's important, in my opinion, also to, to, to use a choir and continue mm-hmm. to use that in worship. Um, but with the trends that's going on today, so many folks say, well, you know, it's just too tough to get people together. It's too tough to get them to come together and, and practice. And schedules are so busy and people are just gotten to be so, so busy today that they don't have time for all mm-hmm. that. And so it's one thing that we've seen a decline over the last few years in churches. Um, and, you know, you know the saying, I, I kind of chuckle about it when I say it. Um, another reason folks have gotten away from choirs, if we're going to talk real today and talk about real music ministry, uh, you know, Lucifer was leading worship in heaven. And so when he fell from heaven, the saying is that he fell directly into the mm-hmm. choir loft because there's so many issues with different uh, opinions and things of that nature in the choir setting. So how, how is it that, uh, how, how hard and how difficult it is it to take all those opinions and, and get them unified in one voice 
worshiping one Lord. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned something uh, about Lucifer because I, I was just involved in a choir clinic uh, over the weekend, as a matter of fact. Dr. or Reverend Sidney Coble from Central Baptist Church in uh, uh, Kannapolis, North Carolina, held the clinic. And he made mention about uh, Lucifer. And do you, you know what made him so effective as a worship leader in heaven? Because he was an actual reflection of God's glory. Mm -hmm. If you read in the Bible, it talks about how he was covered. He was the most beautiful angel in heaven. He was covered with all the stones which naturally reflected God's glory. And that's how he was so effective as a worship leader until the day came that he realized his own beauty and pride entered into his heart. And he felt like he was better than God. Uh, and so he fell out of heaven for that. I think a lot of people, as far as their own individual personalities are, are concerned, if they miss the mark of what the purpose is that we are for the ministry of the choir, we are a reflection of God when, whenever we stand up. And I think a, a lot of the times in these choirs, uh, I know in, in, in the choirs that I have been in, people have entered into the choir that were more self-absorbed than sun-glorifying, uh, if that makes sense. They, they were up there to put on the, have the star shine upon them instead of pointing people to where the cross is and where Jesus is and let that be the focus of the choir. And I think that's probably one of the most challenging things as a director is to, to get the ones who are involved in the choir to realize that important fact. This is a ministry. That This is not something that you can take flippantly. Uh, God sure didn't take it flippantly. I mean, yeah. and one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, King Jehoshaphat had his enemies surrounding him. So he called for a fast and prayer uh, for the people. And they came together and they prayed and they sought God's face. And God answered them. And he said, if you'll stand still, he said, you'll know that I am God. And when they went out to battle the next day, the first thing that the king did was he set a choir together. And he put the choir out in front of those uh, of, of the soldiers, right. and they led in the battle. Amen. And when they began to sing and they began to praise and they began to worship, then God set the ambushments, the Bible said, and his enemies were defeated. So if God places that much importance in a choir to, to fight a battle uh, uh, back then... How much more important do you think he, he takes it now? I don't think he takes it any less important than what he did back then. Well, you know, every Sunday, Brian, we're in a battle. Sure. You know, it may not be a physical battle. It is a spiritual battle. And mm -hmm. so when it comes to our time of worship together in song, it is so important that the choir is leading the charge. And, you know, it, it's uh, for me as a pastor to take, take the pulpit after a charged up worship service, it just, that momentum flows. And it's, uh, you know, I'll say this so many times, anybody that's around me in ministry, and we've, we've had this discussion, it's hard for a pastor to take a congregation from a two to a 10, mm -hmm. but it's a lot, it's easier for a pastor to take a congregation from a six to a 10 uh, when it comes to, to uh, their uh, morale, when it comes to their, their um um, when it comes to getting them activated into the service. So it's important, man. It's important. It's so important that the choir really has a, a, a prevalent place in, in, um, in our worship services. So as we, as we talk real and we really look at these, these questions, uh, so 
from what I'm hearing from you is choirs are relevant today. Absolutely. So what would you say to the church that says, you know what, been there, done that, and we're moving on to this contemporary move, we're going to a different direction. Um, what would you say to them? Because I think what's happened today in our society is we have become so entertainment driven. We have become mm-hmm. so overstimulated, so to speak, that a normal church service at times can be boring. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, really, it can be boring. And so they're like, yeah, you know, I, I want the, the flashy lights. I want the, 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 sm- the fog in the air. And I want, you know, I want to see this. Um, so what would you say to that church member that says, hey, really, I really prefer that. And what would you say to them about why you feel like the choir is just as relevant as that is in today's church? Well, I would look at it this way, Pastor. How is God speaking to you through the, the music? Right. You know, in, in the book of Psalms, in, in several different passages, it talks about singing a new song. Okay? And I think God has a wide range of, 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 of instances where He can speak to your heart in that music. Um, we have to be careful that the music doesn't glorify the world. It glorifies God. And that would be the first thing I would would be focused on is, does it glorify and exalt the Lord? Or does it glorify and exalt the world? Uh, people say there's a fine line. I don't think there's a fine line. I think there's a distinct uh, measuring of worldly music compared to gospel music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, for that one who says that they may be tired of the same old church, well, then they must be tired of the same old Bible, the way I look at it. Amen. Uh, I, I mean, you know, if, if you're tired of that and you're tired of the Bible, then what, why are you doing what you're doing? What, what, what is your purpose in, in what you're doing? Are you, tr- are you truly seeking truth uh, and, and you sit, you're truly seeking God in your life or are you just sitting back and wanting to be entertained? If you want to be entertained, there's plenty of movie houses and, 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 and things like that that you can go to or, or television or whatever to be entertained. Yeah. When you come to church, you come for a refreshing. Mm-hmm. You come for revitalizing. You're coming to release burdens. You're coming to lay your burdens down uh, and, and to seek a true God and a personal relationship with Him. And I think that's what is all-encompassing. That's where I would start the conversation right. off is their, their intent. Well, I mean, we're supposed to enter his course with praise. Exactly. And so, I mean, we, we were created, part of the reason we were created um, was to fellowship with God and to praise and worship God. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we do that. And it's important for uh, someone like yourself that leads music to make the environment conducive for people to worship God in mm-hmm. song. It's so important. You know, uh, one thing that I've seen, you know, I'm an old time religion fan. Right. Amen. I just am. I am. You know, I stand on the King James. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not scared. I'm not old fashioned when it comes to the way I dress and the way I, uh, the car I drive and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I am old fashioned when it comes to doctrine, when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to worship. Those things are important for me um, because I have a conviction about those things mm-hmm. based on what the word of God tells me. And so I think it's important that we able we are able to communicate that to people and people want to they want to come and they want to come to a place 
that is friendly. They want to come to a place that is inviting. They want to come to a place that, you know what, the genuine heart of those that are leading them mm-hmm. is that of worship. They're not here to be glorified, as you said, to be in the spotlight. But you know what, we're all part of the puzzle. We're all puzzle pieces that make one beautiful picture. People want what's real. They do. They want genuine, genuine, genuine relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. And, you know, it's important that we, um, as we present every single week, to a congregation, we need to present not who they want to see, not who they expect mm-hmm. to see. We need to present who we really are with uh, with our relationship with Christ. You know, I, I say it all the time. I'm too tired to be more than one person. Amen. Right. So I need to be the same person either on on Monday as I am on Sunday. I don't have time to be multiple people. So Sunday should not be a performance. Sunday should not be a show. Mm-hmm. It should be genuine. Right. We are. It should be a reflection of what our week looks like on Sunday. This is the pep rally. We're all gathering God's people into God's house Amen. to bring praises as an incense up to Him. Man, what an opportunity we have every week. And you know, it's it's very it's very it's it's very sad to me that so many folks have lost the corporate worship feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that it's important that, in my opinion, that we continue to move that direction. You know, I think that we're seeing such a change in this contemporary church age mm-hmm. that folks are less driven to be corporate minded. Uh, we've seen where Sunday schools, as an example, has went to small groups. And so, you know, that's not a corporate mindset. That's a that's an individual mindset. Right. And I'm not saying that small groups are bad. What I am saying is there's something to be said when we come together corporately. And corporate worship is a, is a huge thing. And people would say, well, yeah, we can do corporate worship with a praise brand. I don't deny that. Right. Right. But let me tell you, when you got 30, 35 voices coming together to uplift the name of the Lord on the same page in unity, brother, that's a powerful thing. Well, and I think it also talks to Pastor about what God has blessed you with at this particular time. Now, there may be some churches that don't have a a lot of people that want to be involved in a choir. Mm -hmm. So then something like a praise team or praise band may be something that they look because it's something on a smaller scale and that may be what God has afforded them at that particular time. But as the church grows, you shouldn't be so closed-minded into thinking, okay, well, this is all it's going to be and nothing more. You can't put God in a box and say, okay, God, we're good. You know, no, you've got to follow along. You have to be obedient. But also another thing, too, uh, that kind of popped in my mind as you were speaking, you know it as good as I do. When you stand up in front of a congregation, if you don't believe in what you're talking about, how are you going to make them believe it? Oh, I agree. I mean, because every week, I pray, and I know you pray over the sermons. I pray over the music. We get together and we talk uh, about how God is leading you and, and how I can incorporate the worship around the message. Um, but I have to believe that that's what the Holy Spirit is leading us to. And if I believe it, and also if it's going to bless the heart of that one that's out in the congregation, if it's going to bless my heart, then I feel like the Holy Spirit's going to use it to bless someone else within the congregation as well. I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. Everything must be Holy Spirit driven. Right. Uh, We have to be in a place where we're being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Because if not, then you know what? It will be a performance. Mm -hmm. It will be be that spotlight-seeking, self-absorbed worship that 
you know, that uh, honestly makes me sick. Right. Uh, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity, you know, we've been there, we've done that. We've tried it all. And, right. you know, uh, uh, we've come back to a place uh, in our particular church and in, in our ministry that we feel that the Holy Spirit must take precedence in mm-hmm. what we do. And so it's yes. important that, that we don't just say, oh, we'll sing these few songs, that we are in prayer over that, yes. that we are being led. Uh, and what I love, I love it, is there are, there are times where our schedules are so hectic that you and I can't get together. Right. And so I love on Sunday morning when I come in and I know what the Lord's laid on my heart to preach that particular Sunday, and then the worship begins and it's spot on. I'm talking about God has led you in the exact same direction. So I know at that moment, this is going to be a service that lives are going to be transformed Mm -hmm. and changed because the Holy Spirit is already present. And that's the most important thing when it comes to worship, in my opinion. It's not about how good people sound together. Mm -hmm. It's about who hears it. Right. And the ultimate goal is that God hears it. Amen. 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 Hey, let me tell you, God loves not only a cheerful giver, but he loves someone who's cheerful in worship. I believe that I think it is music to his ears. I think it is to hear praises go up. I mean, what do you think we're going to do in eternity? Right. You know, we're going to we're going to praise him in eternity. Exactly. And, you know, the whole the angels are there now singing holy holy holy. Amen. You know, and so it's continually. In, continually. Continually. It's it's, it's, a, it's a non-stop process. Amen. And so but isn't that what our life should be? It it should be. Well, you you even brought a, ser- a sermon series one time about worship. And you know, a lot of people nowadays they construe worship as the singing or the praise element of a service. But it's not. It's just a small part of what worship really is. Worship is sacrifice, self-sacrifice, sacrificing yourself in, in, in to to praise and to honor our Lord and Savior. You and I. Well, you know the Bible says each day that we must die to oneself and take up our cross mm-hmm. and follow Him every day. Uh, that's easier said than done. Let's Amen. be honest about it. Oh, it yeah, it's easier Absolutely. said than done. But. The effort that we can put forth when we do that, when it comes to ministry, if we put our own preferences aside and say, Lord, we want what you want in our hearts for this particular time. You use the man of God to speak to. You use me to lead others to your throne in praise and worship of you. Um and when you do that, I know when I do that, when I pray every week, the Holy Spirit is very easy to come in and say, okay, here's what we need to do. And that makes the flow great. Now, can can I sit there on a Sunday and just pick out some songs? Absolutely. But is it for my glory I'm doing it, or is it for His glory? Amen. Am I connecting with Him? Am I seriously, in, in, in my position that he's given me i'm the one responsible for as the caretaker uh it's god's ministry it's not mine it has to be and and and, you know if i look at it any other way then he's not going to receive the glory for it and he's not going to bless through it um and i i think that's why it's so important for us and as you as a as a minister and, and as for me as the minister of music to come and 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 to really 
be connected together. And, and that's one of the things I like about, no, I love about our relationship is we can communicate with one another. Right. I don't have to sit there and kind of guess what God's doing in, in, in your mind. We right. communicate and we, and I think that's another important element to an effective music ministry is if, if the music director and the pastor are on the same page, if they're on different pages, it ain't going to work. I don't care how much experience you have or how much education you have if the pastor and the minister of music or the pastor or any other element of the ministry within the church is not on the same page god's not going to be honored by it no i totally agree with that wholeheartedly you know i think one thing that i've seen in years of ministry is so many folks associate your position the minister of music with a personality versus a conduit right um you know and so they, they say well yeah you know well you know he wasn't smiling today he didn't speak to me today he didn't shake my hand today <laughs> and he expects me to worship god man come on are you <laughs> right. kidding me right you know wake up and and realize that you're not here to 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 to, to, to shake the minister of music's hand or whether he spoke to you or not, you're here to worship God. Amen. 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 We all have a task. We all have a place. And so it's important that we get those trivial little devices out of the way because that's what Satan wants to use to trip us up. Oh, he sure. wants to use those things to cause us to miss worship. Amen. And so then when the pastor gets up to deliver the life-changing possible, the possible could be a life-changing message for a person or, or an individual, mm-hmm. And now they, they've got all these um, issues in their head that they're already dealing with because of such and such didn't speak to them or such and such didn't shake. Their, the preacher walked right by me and didn't shake my hand. They have no idea there's a thousand things going on in mm-hmm. a preacher's head before service, right? They don't have time just to stop and, and do those things before something. Now, after service, grab the preacher, mm-hmm. right? But right. before service, you know what? He, I tell you, I'll be the first one to tell you, and I'll lay it out there. Listen, don't mess with me before preaching. Amen. That's right. right. Don't come to me with an issue. Don't come to me with problems. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm getting ready to deliver a message, and I, and I need to make sure that I'm in my bright place with the Lord. Right. And so when you come to me with that, there's many things that happen. You knock me off. Same thing with mm-hmm. same thing with you and what you do. So what we have to make sure that the, the church understands as a whole is that it is not about them. Right. It is not about us. It is only about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so if we come in here with that approach and we approach God in that aspect, it doesn't matter who's leading you. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. It will be blessed by God because God is the one getting the praise. And, and another thing too, Pastor, going on with that, you know where worship begins? At home. Absolutely. It don't necessarily begin when you walk through these these doors. It begins in your doors, in your home, where you have an intimate uh, time with God. You can get into your prayer closet. I, speaking for me on Sundays, I wouldn't know how to function if I didn't have my alone time in my prayer Amen. closet on Sunday morning. Amen to that. Because I need God to take every piece of junk that I may have in my heart or in my mind, the burdens, um, the, the, the issues, and I put it at His feet and I say, Lord, it's yours. You take it away from me because I cannot effectively worship you myself if if I have this in, in my heart or in my mind, so I want you to take it away from me. So that's where people need to start. 
in my opinion. It's at home. Worship starts at the house. When you get yourself right, then when you come in, you're going to be right. Now, you may have some other things that you need worked on, and that's why this church is here. It's a, it, it's a hospital, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's for the, 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 and I keep hitting that, and I apologize, but um, it's where you come to, to receive healing and restoration and refreshing as well. If you it's all in the mindset. If you come in with praise, and just like you mentioned, we enter into his courts with praise. You know, we don't come into his courts bickering, wondering if the pastor's going to shake my hand or if I'm going to speak to him. You know, we try to the best we can, but we're human. Uh, We can't get to everybody. You can't. I can't. But if they come in expecting to meet Jesus instead of expecting what we're going to do, then I think the church can grow better and can become more like-minded in what the purpose for what the Lord has for us each and every time. Amen. You know, I I think you bring up a great point. Worship does begin at home. And I think as uh, an an area that families have gotten away from is the family altar. Amen. I think that, you know, because what we do is we automatically uh, associate music with worship. So when someone says uh, worship, then we automatically think the minister, the the, the music ministry, mm-hmm. worship is is so much larger than music, right? right? Our giving, our sacrifice, our prayer time, all those things are worship, and so it's important that folks come prepared with their heart set toward heaven mm-hmm. as they walk in the doors. If they'll do that. I'm telling you what, they will meet with God Amen. and God will meet with them. And what they came to receive, they will leave with. Amen. And, you know, that's the problem. So many folks come and they're not prepared. And it takes them the whole service to get prepared. And then they really miss the mark. They mm-hmm. miss the opportunity to receive what God had desired for them to receive for that Amen. particular day. That's and right. so it's important. So, Brian, hey, you know, I want to say thank you. What a wonderful Amen. conversation. It's just talking real, right? Amen. You That's know right. what? And we got to live Jesus. So That's right. it's important that we're able to do that. So, hey, I appreciate you being on the podcast today. And and uh, if anybody out there has any questions on that, hey, don't don't hesitate. Uh, you, you can reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, matter of fact, you can go to chadnallministries.org. Leave a message there. I'll get back to you. We'd love to be able to uh, discuss anything that you have about that. And uh, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all the place where we talk real and live Jesus. Be sure to tune in next week as we focus on another area of ministry in the local church.